You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the time has come, the time to prepare. Help us, Almighty God, as we focus on the first candle lit in Advent on this day. We pray that the words that will be spoken will help us to understand and carry that candle with us lit all the time, never to be extinguished. Please, Almighty God, have mercy on us. Bless us with words that are acceptable to you. This we pray in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, it has begun. It has begun. It began on Friday. That is the decorating at 365 West Mountain Road. My wife made the statement to the twins and to Paige that she would begin decorating right after Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving Day on Thursday, as soon as the meal was done, the youngest of the twins said, Now? Can we start now? No. Wait till Friday. And so it did begin. The transformation of our house is most interesting. I actually was caused to pay more attention to it this week because I believe the Spirit was showing me how it relates to the scripture for today. She is so thorough that all the coffee cups come out of the cabinet and get put away in a box. And only coffee cups are put back in that cabinet that deal with Christmas. I asked her yesterday, I said, so, uh, Kay Grew, how many trees do you have? 30? She looked at me, she said, 100. But you have to understand, if you would come to our house and look at it, there is nothing gaudy. There is nothing over the top. When she said there were a hundred Christmas trees, she then came back about two hours later after she finished decorating the master bathroom. She says, there's 20 in there. But they're small. They're not overpowering. But the decoration and the witness of looking forward to the coming of Christ is everywhere. To the point where there are Christmas trees that are made out of pine cones. There are Christmas trees that are made out of cedar shims. There are Christmas trees made out of popsicle sticks. But they're all small vignettes that she has throughout the house. 
It's not overbearing. As a matter of fact, it's done in such a way that it looks like they all belong there and should not be put away. But the one thing that really amazed me was she brought this... Now, every box is labeled. you got to know, Katie Group. Every box is labeled kitchen, dining room, bathroom, library. Everything has a label. She brought the one out for the kitchen. She takes the lid off the box, and the first thing that's in the box is a photograph of the window where she wants all of the ornaments hung in a precise way. Preparing for the coming of Christ. And with all of these decorations. God the Father did this. Ever since the time of Abraham, nothing overpowering. As a matter of fact, he decorated such in a way that when the Christ came, the people didn't even know it. But nevertheless, Almighty God spent thousands of years decorating the world for the coming of his Christ in ways that we couldn't see and recognize because they blended in so well. And this is what the prophet Isaiah is pointing to today. 600 years after he spoke these words, he was pointing to the time of what we were preparing for, what God the Father was preparing for. The sending of his son to offer himself as a sacrifice on the mount outside of Jerusalem to which the whole world would then look from there on for the guidance and the love that he was proclaiming. One of the parts that we need to understand is we only look at Christmas as a season. We only prepare for the coming of Christ as a season. As the pastor shared with my grandchildren, we've got four weeks to get ready, and he's coming. And then shortly after, probably around the 12th day of Christmas, all of the decorations are put back and put away. But that's not the way it's supposed to be. That Advent candle is lit, that Advent candle is lit for love. We are called to love our neighbors as ourselves. That is a candle that can never be put away. It can't be seasonal. It has to be at all times that that candle must stay lit. We can decorate for the coming of Christ outside of us and put those things away. But the decoration inside, you can't put it away. You can't extinguish the candle because you won't be ready when he comes. It has to stay with us all the time. You know, it is not an easy thing to love your neighbor as yourself. You know, the first time that this was written in Scripture, this may surprise you, was in the book of Leviticus, chapter 19, verse 18. It says in that place, Love your neighbor as yourself. 
And then when Christ is encountered by first the Sadducees and then the Pharisees, the Pharisee asks Jesus the question, So, um, Master, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus answers, the first and greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second one is equal. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's the most difficult thing to do. To love your neighbor as yourself. Martin Luther says this is the most difficult thing to do. He doesn't say it's impossible. But it's difficult. And when we take a look at that we can say yeah. It is quite difficult. Because the human being has a tendency of saying, I'm it. If my neighbors were all like me, well, maybe then I could love them. That's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. It's how we as human creatures believe. And that's why Martin says it is the most difficult thing to do is to love your neighbor as yourself. Because then you can wish no harm. You can think no thing negative against your neighbor. And we can look at this because Jesus says that these two, the great commandment of loving Almighty God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and the second encompasses all the rest. Love your neighbor as yourself. So the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th commandment is how you're supposed to love your neighbor. Oh, and we struggle with this so much. I have met countless people who have had such a difficult struggle with the 4th commandment. Honor thy mother and father. And they would look at me and say, but you don't know what my parents were like. And I quickly would ask them, but where does it say that in the commandment? That you only honor your mother and father if they are good. What it does say with that is, if you do honor your mother and father, you will live long in the land. It is the first commandment with a promise. I was fortunate enough to be in an experience with my dad where we did not like each other. But before he went to be with Christ, we got to be best friends. So when people explain to me that they're struggling, I have seen so many tears shed because they lost their parents before they could come to peace with them. So it is indeed one of the hardest things to do. Especially when we have those types of thoughts. You should love your neighbor in such a way that you would never want to do anything to them that you would not want done to yourself. So, how many of you here would like to be murdered? I wouldn't. 
But we have to understand that when we look at that, you can cause death to a person by bad-mouthing them. You can speak about them in a negative way. You can tell people you think you know that person, but this is what they're really like. This is why it's so hard to keep these commandments, to love your neighbor as yourself. You should not do or speak anything against your neighbor that would cause them to suffer in that way. How many of you wish that unfaithfulness would enter your house and just tear apart your family? None of us want that. And why would we want that for our neighbor? We should hold them in such a way that we should love them and encourage them and nourish them and to help them in those difficult times so that their family stays together. How many of you would like to be robbed? To have something taken from you, stolen. And yet, sometimes we think about our neighbor, you know what, they probably got it illegally anyway, they didn't deserve it, they probably are getting what they deserve by having it stolen from them. How can you love your neighbor as yourself if you have these kinds of thoughts? It's a candle that has to stay lit all year long. It does not get put away. It's not a decoration. This preparation for the coming of Christ. You shall not bear false witness. You know what the greatest weapon of mass destruction is? The tongue. The tongue can speak a blessing and follow it with a curse and bear false witness and cause your neighbor to suffer. This is a most difficult thing that we are faced with. This command to love our neighbor as ourselves. But listen to what Jesus says. The Son of Man comes at an unexpected hour. The angels don't know when he's coming. Jesus, the Son, does not know when he's coming. Only the Father. Be prepared. And how you will be prepared for the coming of Christ is to have that candle lit, not on the outside, and put away after a season. But have the candle lit in your life in such a way that you would wish nothing against your neighbor that you would not have done to yourself. And when Jesus comes, that's what he'll be looking for. May we always, always, always be prepared for the coming of Christ. Don't let that candle go out. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best.
Sleeping, my presence, my life. 